Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Lenten Rouge Cycling Podcast. You can't say that we don't earn our keep working in the new year, bringing you the Astana Kazakhstan preview, the worst world tour team this year by a considerable margin uh, with one world tour win, but most importantly for them, a real lack of UCI points. They Well, 200 points behind Arkea Samzik and the 20th team on the ranking, meaning that they got a lot of ground to make up 2,000 points behind DSM. And yeah, we'll go through their transfers, the outlook for this team, uh, and I guess their prospects for for the future. But yes, what else happened there 2023, Benji? Well, it wasn't great. Let's, let's say that. It wasn't a great season for Astana, and that is also partially because one, they didn't perform across the board. It was mainly in certain areas of the team that someone would perform every now and then. And let's start off with the big name here, Mark Cavendish. Obviously joined the team with the aim of winning a Tour de France stage and couldn't succeed in doing that. He crashed out of the Tour de France before they got to Paris. But he did win a stage of the Giro, and that's their only World Tour victory in 2023. So one World Tour victory of 16 victories. They've got a bunch of like dot pro wins like in the Tour de Lancao with Glapsiritsa. And then went in Sicilia with Lutsenko and so forth. So they've got some victories like that. But from a World Tour team, we expect more. We said the same about Arkea. Yes, their team isn't spectacular at this point, but we expect more from a World Tour team. And that wasn't necessarily delivered. And outside of that, Cavendish winning the Giro stage, he was close to a Tour de France stage, to be honest. That, that stage where he uh, had shifting issues, where he was ahead and then Philipson got to his wheel and overtook him. I think that was stage seven. He got second there. So. He was close, so it's not unrealistic for Cavendish to potentially win it to the front stage, but we'll go into that discussion after uh, we go through the transfers and so forth. But Lutsenko, fifth at Amstel Gold Race, so he's not washed. Velasco, fifth at Montreal, that's a really good result. But it's still a ninth at Apollonia. I'm having to dig pretty deep to find, to find results here, so <laughs> don't judge me, okay? Lutsenko <laughs> won Tour of Turkey. Yeah, you did. You won the stage and he won the as well. stage at Babadak. <laughs> Up the what? hardest climb of the year. Baba da. Yeah. That's a, a massive climb. Hardest climb of the year, but is it also not the hardest climb we've seen in a very long time? I think so. What was it? 18, 18 kilometers, kilometers. Eight, at 8% or 9%? 10%. percent. <laughs> it actually wasn't that entertaining. <laughs> like, <It wasn't. laughs> they just, yeah, they just, they just rode like threshold and then whoever had the threshold one, like. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't actually that entertaining, but still, I actually, I was, it was good to see something different, but I'm not sure I want yeah. to see it every day. Uh, he also won Turquito de Gecho, yeah. which is a nice uh, race before San Sebastian, uh, and Velasco was third there. So he and Velasco are probably the best riders in terms of points on the team. Together with Cavendish. Uh, together with Cavendish. Cavendish was, was probably better than expected. Uh, he was, but yeah, Lushenko, 1,500 points. If I can just filter 
uh, Velasco 900, Cavendish 850. So, but yeah, so they were the top three riders uh, on the team. Yeah. And Javier Romo was good. Uh, he progressed well. But there was... When was the rider list that got drawn up that were going to get terminated because they weren't taking it seriously enough? Was that in 22 or 23? I think that was earlier than 2023. I think this wasn't in yeah. 2023. So there was some drama in the past about their riders, but I don't think that really led into 2023. But I do want to mention, wasn't there also that victory in um, Arctic Race of Norway from the guy that just got unsuspended from doping the day Gazzoli. before? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, so... He was unsuspended after a after a ban of a year on the 9th of August, yeah. I think. And it was like a Schelmoser type thing from memory. Yeah, and he won a stage on the 18th of August. So like a week yeah. later. <laughs> that was actually a good that was actually a good sprint like it uh, was. He, that was not against just scrubs. Uh, uh like it was against Johannesson, Dylan Turns. It was it was surprising, yeah. Uh, yeah. But he actually looks quite decent, Gasoli, um, and he'll probably kick on a little bit. But yeah, not the best year. I think they weren't that good in twenty two either. Uh, from memory, they still got sixteen wins, so they're still winning, and that's not all Kazakh races. Mate, they're still five wins last year, zero Walter wins. Wait, what? Twenty twenty two, zero Walter Man, wins, five wins. They are lucky. The relegation cycles cut that off because if if next year was the third and final year they would be completely fucked and, and, and where they yeah sorry go on they had Lopez and Nibali in the team back then yeah well Nibali come on now they they got fourth and two grand tour let's got eighth so they did true Nibali GC was result. not washed I, I, I apologize Nibali in the Giro hey. was good yeah no 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 I just Rude. forgot I forgot I forgot, Rude. I forgot. and in Sicily is okay. shame um, <laughs> Lopez yeah, but he, Lopez fucking abandoned the Giro <laughs> on the fourth stage. <laughs> we all know why now. Um, <laughs> and then got kicked off the team. So he didn't help that much. Um, they've had, they had money issues. The team's had money issues. Uh, has I say that in past tense because when I look at their budget for this transfer window yeah. and I look at... Uh, Anto Marches and some other teams like FDJ. I don't think Astana has this has had the smallest transfer spend this yep. year uh, in the transfer window, which is which means I, I can be a bit harsher in that this team is going to cease to exist in 2026 because yep. of this transfer window. This transfer window has fucked this team completely. They have gone all in on trying to cobble together a lead out with Cavendish. I can tell you right now, Davide Ballerini's not riding for free. Uh, Zelig, Merku aren't Neopros on the minimum. Cantor might have had a few other options. Schelling definitely had other options. These, Anton Sharmik, these are not minimum contract guys. And I just don't see... And, and it's obvious, they're trying to put together a lead out for Cav. They also yep. extended Bowl, right? Because he was on a one-year... Yeah. Um, where the hell do they think they're getting points? That's a good question. And like, if we take a look at the outgoing transfers first, I Sorry, won't yeah. say that the outgoing transfers are irreplaceable either. So that that's a good starting point. But I do agree with your take on the incoming transfers. So Sanchez retires, Zaitz retires, Boaro retires, Martinelli retires, and the 
the carp of Messina, Antonio Nivoli retires as well. So that's that's five riders that are gone from this team that I don't necessarily see as irreplaceable, but are in the heart of the team though, because like they've been a part of this team for quite a while, and Sanchez went in and out a few times, but they've been in this team for a while. Martin Laws goes to Ferrari Quick Panda Podium Mongolia team. That's that's an epic transfer. I didn't expect that to happen. Ryaboshenko doesn't know where he's going. Leonardo Basso, Natarov, Nurlikasim, those riders together with Dombrowski don't have a specified team next. Are you shocked by the fact that Dombrowski, 32 years old, is suddenly having difficulties finding a contract? Um, he won a he won a stage in the Giro two years ago, but he didn't really do much this year. Yeah. I don't know. 78 race days, probably not the best program. I mean, he's also had a 10-year, 11-season world tour career. Yeah. So... He can't complain too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, De La Cruz? Team. De La Cruz is the one where I'm... That's surprising. I'm not sure if they made him an offer because yeah. he was... If you send him to the right schedule, he can score some GC points for this team. Yeah. And he was scraping together a contract and was struggling to get one. Where did he sign in the end? Q365 uh, yeah. for on a one year. This guy was attacking on stage 14 of the Vuelta when True. Ayuso attacked. And he came sixth on that stage and he couldn't get a contract. I don't know what I don't know if his asking price was too high. I doubt it. So I don't know what teams are looking at. Uh, I think Quickstep should have signed him as well on the cheap. He's oh, already the has good success old, there. The good old return yeah. to Quickstep. Because, <laughs> like, as a domestique on a two-year, yeah, I don't care that he can't sprint. I don't care yep. that he can't win. At 34 years old, oh, he's too old. No, they've just got aerobic threshold. Ride the front at threshold for Remco. Like, that's your job. Yep. So it doesn't matter that he can't do the other stuff at 34. Talking um, about Quickstep, Moscon is going there. Yeah. And I still don't hate that transfer at all. Like he might have been a, on a, a fair bit of money at Astana. Probably. Like he's a he's a bit of a questionable character. That's that's obvious, but that doesn't deny that this is a really good gamble from Quick Step on his performance abilities. It wasn't two years ago that he nearly won Roubaix outside of, outside of the flats he had yeah. and the crash. So it, there's just so many riders leaving this team. Romo is going to Movistar. That's one where I'm wondering if if we're judging these transfers more on who did Astana let them go versus did these riders want to go because the performance culture at Astana wasn't good enough. Because Romo was good at Burgos, 7th in GC, but maybe he wants more than that. I don't know. He was on their naughty list as well from memory with Moscon <laughs> uh, yeah. in 2022. A very, very good rider and uh, it seemed to take Movistar a while to get him on the books and confidence was rumored. But yeah, that's the sort of young guy you would think for the next two years they'd want on the team. He's very good. Uh, so it's not looking too good. Well, I agree. Like, no, not many of those outgoings are irreplaceable. Romo's the best prospect. Like, yeah. frankly, most of them are not performing that well. Uh, and cost a fair bit, probably Lewis Leon and, and Moscon. But then the incoming Spenji, there's not a lot of riders over 10. A few from the development team. Gazzoli, I think, is quite good. He's going to be not on too much money. He'll, he'll be fine. Harold Lopez, uh, Vinokurov, son of uh, Nicholas Vinokurov. He's the son of Vinokurov. Uh, and then there's some other Kazakhs, uh, Marokin, Kuzmin. 
they will be sort of targeting Asian champs where there's a lot of points and Kazakh national champs, etc. They'll need to target those. Uh, but of the established pro guys, Benji, this yes. this leadout is old. I don't know, Rudy Gazelik, <laughs> he must have a good agent. Yeah, um, I agree. <laughs> he must have a good agent. When it comes to Merku, <laughs> I understand the connection. Cavendish is used to yeah. riding with Merku back in the day. He knows that it worked. It's only two years ago. It's not out of the question that there's resurrect in some shape or form. If Merku can, can get to the level required and Cavendish can get to the level required, they have the chemistry, they have the proven chemistry. I don't know how much the environment in Quickstep, the sprinting coaches and so forth, impact the ability of their their working together is here, but Ballerini coming to the team, I vividly remember a sprint in, was it Tireno, where Jakobsen lost Ballerini's wheel, or Ballerini lost Jakobsen in his wheel, and that didn't really go well, so I don't remember the great lead-outs that Ballerini did, but it, he, he doesn't chart like this, the last man, so which is fine, because Merck was here. I don't necessarily hate Ballerini joining, he's not completely washed, but I also don't see him as the the best potential option for this rule, necessarily. And Rudiger Zelik, yeah. Zelik, honestly, I really respect the guy. This was one of the one of the leadouts with a heart, you know? Like, when, when they were crashing the last kilometer, he was the kind of guy that would step off the bike and take a look if those guys were actually injured. Remember Skeldepres? Was it the crash where Arvid the Klein Ackerman. did something? Um, yeah, yeah Ackerman. Ackerman and Arvid the Klein, I think, was the, the combination, but I might be wrong. And... Um, I swear that, that that part of his aspect I like, but I feel like when it comes to performance, he's dipped out a tiny bit towards the end of his career. And I'm indeed worried yeah. that he won't be able to deliver on the level necessary. But if, if all these three are at their peak of their career suddenly, then they can perform. But that's a very big, very big if, because they haven't yeah. shown that recently. They haven't shown it in 2023. And outside of them, Max Kanter, I don't see when it comes to lead out. He has limited experience in doing so, and I feel like he's always shown to want a little bit for himself as well. So his own sprints, kind of, kind of like his ball, you know, like yeah. they they still want their own sprints somewhere, which it's fine. They, Astana can use any depth they want, they need because they don't have the depth in their team. But I also don't think he'll move the needle necessarily. So that's my view on these sprinters. And then I look at the other riders, and I like Skelling. I think that's a a rider you want to sign if you're a team? Do I think it's a perfect fit Skelling plus Astana? In my head, not necessarily, but I don't see it out of the question that he top 10 Zamstel again, for example, in those kind of races. You know, that he that he sprints in a an uphill sprint in Catalonia or Basque country again. So he probably won't be washed, and it wouldn't shock me that the highest potential of a Skelling transfer is a Grand Tour stage win, no? Yeah, I mean, they'll be hoping for sort of, I think, what those five-day 2.pro GC races, like a Belgium yep. tour. Can he, can he top 10 them get as well? Top five, he's done that in the past. Uh, they've got Sharmik, who's uh, from UNOX, 25-year-old GC rider. Uh, is he GC rider or just... I mean, man, he had a lot of races in race days. Yeah, climby type. He was had some nice results in the uh, Valenciana again. Not sure he's moving the needle too much. So, have you mentioned Fortunato? I have not. The uh, Zonkalan winner from Yola Kometa moves over on a two-year, 27 years old. He uh, 
He he's actually all right in the in the yeah. in the two doc the soft non World Tour GC races. He's not bad. Uh he's not bad. He won Asturias. Yeah, like he has something in him. He got 15 Lombardia two years ago though, so it's not exactly a step forward in that sense. But I feel like Fortunato stagnated. It's how I view it. Yeah. When it comes to the Giro, he didn't perform at the level that he was required to do. To be honest, 21st in GC, you don't. Sorry, but if your name is Fortunato, you don't step out of bed for that. And I don't know. I feel like your goal with him is trying to get a Giro stage or something in combination with the Giro di Sicilia kind of GCs, those kind of yeah, races. True. The reality is that I currently don't see him at the rate, the, the rate at the level to win a Giro stage based on 2023, which he needs to step forward from that, which from Ayolo to Astana, pretty same coloring kit. Ayolo's kit is changing, so... We'll recognize Astana better. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see this transfer being the the godly re resolution to the problems that Astana has either. And then I look at others and Harold Martin Lopez, who comes from the deaf team. I remember this guy from somewhere. Was he not top 10 in Burga somewhere? I think he wrote for the Astana pro team there. Yeah, he was. Actually, a really, really? good result. <laughs> 23 years old. So that, That's a really good result, but... He didn't really replicate that at any other part in the season. So he need to be able to find that result, that level consistently, you know? Uh, there's also Santiago Umba, who was supposed to be the next Egan Bernal, yeah. but he's actually not. He's actually... Um, AliExpress. Fool, fool you once, fool me twice. A quadro Ineos with Ivan Sosa. Uh, <laughs> they did not dip <laughs> in for Santiago Umba. So he... Yeah, he's like 50 kilos, so he... Um, Fifth on he... Stelvio in Giro Next Gen. So not terrible. He's still got talent. Yeah, but not terrible, but... Not the second uh, coming his, of Jesus That's Christ. his stage, right? Quintana, you know, and Bernal. They, and yeah. so, even Sosa even. Sosa even was cleaning that. Yeah. And then maybe struggling on the flatter stages. He's fifth on that stage. So uh, then Avenir just got pumped. Um so I wouldn't expect too much from him. Genok uh, Mulubaran is actually a good signing, I think. He has yep. a... If they let him do the African races and some na national champs and even... He's not bad in Europe too. And also... Uh, he, he has 870 UCI points. So I hope they don't think they get them. Uh, but he is... He's a nice rider from Bardiani. So I'm, I'm glad he's got a step up to... A deserved step up to World Tour. I think they're betting on African Continental Championships and Eritrean yeah. Road Race because that's where he can score 400, five, no, 400 points. He won When's the African Games? Um, I don't know, but the African Continental Championships are in February, and that, that, there he scored like 250 points? Yes, in 2023. So. Oh, it's in 2024, the Pan-African Games in 24. Ooh. Smart. <laughs> Who else has signed? Arkea should have signed some Africans. I said, sign, I've been saying sign Gabregs could be, the, the guy will get you fucking 400 <laughs> points at the African Games alone. Yeah. If you're Arkea, he's also good on the French. I don't know what these teams are doing. The guy will he'll ride for 70 grand. Maybe yeah. less if you can pay yeah. him legally. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> African Games next year. It's free, it's free points. So, yeah, yeah congrats. With, good, good work with the Steiner getting uh, Henock. Uh, but otherwise, it's uh, I, I don't think this is enough. Like, Damar almost alone, Benji, is all these guys' points. Yeah. I agree. 
Um, Fully agree. Unless Gazzoli is really good. Uh, The problem is Cav's a pure sprinter too, and they're building it all around Cav, uh, so he doesn't score that many that many points. I know I'm talking about the points a lot, but frankly, like, think about it. If this team, right, gets relegated, they're not going to get any invites to much unless they got the wild cards in the last year. How appealing is it to sponsors? That's a team that's like, been in the World Tour for a long time. No Tour de France invite, no Giro invite. Like, how appealing is that? Especially, and you know, classics, they might have the one day's that's going to be tough. So they really got to try not get relegated. By the way, Lutsenko at the Olympic. <laughs> yeah, it seems like, you know, yeah, that seems. Did Vino win the road race in 2012? Uh, he won the Olympics. Was it not with Iran looking backwards? Or yeah. am I stupid? It's actually a good parkour for Lutsenko uh, and Velasco, actually. Velasco, was, Velasco, I think, is really good. Frankly, I was shocked yep. that no other team took him. Uh, now maybe they gave him a nice extension. Maybe he likes eating in what is uh, mostly an Italian-run team. Uh, but he he's really good. If you look at Amstel or Lee, I think Liège wasn't he in the break? Then Tratnik joined him, and then he hung out with Tratnik for quite a while. And I do not then remember. He's, he's got other good results that are not sort of showing on. Oh, sorry, he's he's strong. And it's not shown on PCS. I think he's really good, and um, they needed his extension, and they got it. Yeah. Uh, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. But yeah, what's the realistic aim? If you were setting their goals, Benji, for 2024, rather, what would you be setting as their goals? If I'm Astana and I come from a transfer season where I build a train for Cavendish, the obvious goal of the season is to to win a Tour de France stage with Cavendish. But despite that being the, the sponsor goal, the external goal, the realistic goal is that you're fighting against relegation at all costs. You're trying to get UCI points everywhere you can. And that's the thing they need to focus on, regardless of the other goals. They need to make sure they try and survive. And how realistic is that? How realistic it is... It, is it for a startup to survive the relegation battle? I mean, they're not even fighting against Arkea. They're fighting against DSM. Now, listen, if DSM... DSM are not that good either. If they lose Pool, but DSM have got a younger... Like, if, if Pool is quite... Turns out improves like 5%, yep. you're in trouble. Uh, but they also... They lost riders. Oh, they got Jakobsen in... I don't know. I think it's maybe Astana can save themselves because I think they're going to play the system much more aggressively than DSM. Like yep. they can triple stack if they send that they're sending Umba Tejada to uh, to Colombia. If they send Harold Lopez as well, that's three guys you can get in the top ten. I know it's a two one, but they three hundred. You start in January with three hundred points that DSM don't have, Cavendish and then you got Pan African Games. Pardon, Cavendish is going to Colombia. Yeah, that's a bit. They must be paying him. Um, are people doing San Juan? 
Ooh, I don't know, actually. I feel like everybody's going through Colombia instead of Santa Juan this year. Yeah, Bernal's doing it. And Bernal, uh, Martinez and Aguita are on the Colombian Nationals team. That team's stacked. Carapaz doing <laughs> it. It's going to be a good race. It's always a good race. Uh, but, yeah, I think Astana are going to play the game a lot better than DSM. So, no, they don't have no chance. Oh, I my think God. If Yes. Vuelta San Juan is no longer a UCI event in 2024. Why is that? San Juan is dead. Oh, damn. That's devastating. Well, to be Some fair, the safety was great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who was there? Remco. Remember Remco said on the interview yeah. with us, he was like, he thought it was over. When they had that split yeah. divider, that was really bad. Um, but yeah, Tour Columbia, I'm glad that's back. Fantastic race. Always great start list. Uh, and, and I had, you know, fantastic fans uh, within reason. Uh, the... But yeah, I think Ballerini is like a wildcard Benji. Like if they can get Velasco Gazzoli to actually be really good in the sort of Italian semi classics, Lushenko he had a not the best year, Lushenko to be better. And then Ballerini's like okay in Kerner Omloop, big if. Big yep. if. May and the Belgian semi classics. Cause right now, who was their best classics rider? I just team. No one in twenty three. It was the, yeah, no one. The, the, there was it didn't exist. <laughs> Lutsenko so, could be, Fedor- but he Fedorov. wasn't riding it. I think. Yeah, Lutsenko is probably their best RVV rider, but Ballerini is now like a classic C sprinter. So can he top ten a Kent Vavelhem? Uh So it's not all doom and gloom. Yeah. Uh, and so that's the points discussion. Winning a TDF stage with Cav, they've not hit. That's very publicly the goal. Do you like that they've rallied around that? It's it's fun from a from a Cavendish fandom perspective. I like that he still has a team that puts everything on the line for him at this point in his career. Because the guy's thirty eight. Let's be honest about it. He's pretty fucking old for a cyclist, but he still delivers in some shit. He just won a Grand Tour stage in twenty twenty three, so he's not completely washed. Which means that it's not impossible for for a Tour de France stage to happen, as we've mentioned already. And that is also because he was so close in doing so again in twenty twenty three. That that stage where Philipson took over him when he when he had his shifting issue, Cavendish, then that shows to me that there's possibility of this happening. And yes, the Giro stage he won was despite his own lead out. Thomas was his lead out. A different team was his lead out. And that's yeah. why he won, in my opinion. But in the Tour de France being so close without a real lead out there, then I reckon it's not impossible. So from a fandom side, I like it. From a team management side, I think it's a heavy, heavy bet. A major gamble, knowing that you're in the position you're in as a team when it comes to the relegation battle. I mean, maybe they couldn't get a lot of other riders as well. Like, they, uh, you know, maybe they went after someone like Ben Healy and he, he didn't want to go there. Uh, so maybe that's... I'm surprised no other team went for Cav, but I guess there's also teams like Bahrain got burnt by Cav, so maybe they, they didn't want to put all their eggs in that basket but yeah the uh i guess winning more winning and just being generally more competitive is a worthy goal, goal in 2023 yeah. or 2024 uh and winning something like trey valley or more likely grand piemonte with velasco or, or whoever i think is a nice sort of goal to have uh so yeah, that's that's your starter preview. I don't really have anything else on the, on on the Tell team. Uh, 
Is Cavendish winning a Tour de France stage? And which one? If you remember the Tour de France stage. Because I don't really remember the sprint. Is he winning a Tour de France stage? He'll win the first sprint in week two. So stage 10. Okay. I that believe he's to be, going to... Like Philipson will be DQ'd by then. <laughs> I think he's going to win the... The the last sprint in the first two weeks. I don't know which one. It might be the same stage. I don't know how many sprint yeah. stages there are in week two. But Maybe. I believe that they're making a mistake sending Cavendish only to the four Tour de France based on his current schedule. It being Colombia, UAE Tour, Tirreno, Milano Torino, Classic Break de Pons, Helder Place Tour de France. I think he needs to ride the first week of the Giro. Why? Because they need all the fucking wins True, they can get. And, and there's a lot of points too, even for fourth. If you yeah. average fourth in the four sprints, there's like 400, 300 points. I can't do the maths, but like... Or will Gleb step up? Gleb Saritza, I hope so, the big unit. Um, Imagine, Milan and Gleb against each other on the Champs-Élysées in two years. <laughs> the cobbles sparking Siritsa, out of the floor. Saritza would bury him. There was earthquakes on the Champs-Élysées. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess they got Ballerini, but he. Uh, I think I agree with you. They should. Uh, they should, but they I won't. don't know. Um, <laughs> but I think they'll. Now that I actually worked through it, thought about their riders, thought about the potential schedule, thought about the Conti champs uh, and African games. DSM really got a, and the other teams, like Astana, it's a big if because also it's like. It's not just the scheduling. A lot of riders don't haven't been performing yeah. up to scratch either for various reasons. So, but if they and get their been... shit together, Astana, they can make it back. And they haven't been great for the last few years. It's not just this no, year. It's been over two years. Last year they had zero Walter wins in twenty twenty two. Sorry, in twenty twenty two they had. For some reason, my mind was still in twenty twenty three. Zero Walter wins in twenty twenty two. Two Pro wins. Yeah. Five wins in total. That that's shocking. That's fucking abysmal. And then we look at yeah. 2023. It's an improvement from that. So they did step up from the year before, but they're gonna need a big step up now. And that brings us to the uh, amount of victories that Astana is going to get in World Tour in 2024. And the issue is that there's this guy in our comment section. Every single <laughs> podcast I release on YouTube, he writes down the amount of wins we have. And if I take a look at it, then it's not looking that amazing for us, I reckon. I'm trying Let to find check. it at the very moment, which I can't right now, which is bloody great. But I swear I've got like 20 wins left or something. Or And that is with two podcasts unreleased at the moment, in addition to this one and the F one that will also come out. Okay. So It's Yanni, Yanni Mengel. Yanni Mengel. Unofficial LR so, 2024 yeah. LCB World Tour win predictions tracker. So yeah, you're. Am I fucked? You're 20. You got 23 left. Okay, 23 left. That is including the last two podcasts we recorded, but y'all haven't seen yet because those weren't out yet. True, at the time true. Of this recording. In and which we got that another was... one. Who we're we recording after this? EF. Yes. And Arno Dali exists. Yes, and Israel will probably have a Derek G victory too. Yeah. I so, don't think we're that far off. 
I don't think so either. I think we're doing great. I'm going we just record this not out yet? Bahrain? Yeah. And they, 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 win, they win world Rupama. tour races. They don't win world tour races. So I think I had like 12 victories I think across we're on those track. two or 11. I think we're on so track. So I've got 12 left. I reckon I'm going to go for two world tour wins for Astana. I'm going to go with three. Uh, three world tour wins. Uh, but maybe it could be more. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go. I'm going to go five world tour wins for Astana. I'm going to go higher. That's okay. almost a hot take. That doubles the hot take. I think five yeah. world tour wins for Astana. I think Lushenko wins the Olympic Games road race. Um, as well, yeah, slap in the face of of uh, the classics guys. And <laughs> that is hot. that's steaming hot. And then negative. Uh, it's not a hot take to say. I think uh, Hanok scores over a thousand UCI points. I think who? What else does team do? <laughs> I think they have another major in-race incident. Either like a Fedorov punching somebody, Gasoli <laughs> giving the finger to the camera and getting suspended uh, for that, to be clear. Uh, or like, I think you're going to have another major major blob or incident or whatever. I think that's on the cards. Okay, what is my hot take? What is like a really hot take that I could find out? <laughs> I mean, Promise it won't be realistic. I was gonna go for like Cavendish wins on Isola 2000, but <laughs> I'm not that insane. <laughs> so I'm looking at this team. I'm looking at the Stana 2024, the team we just went through, and I'm I'm seeing very little. How Martin Lopez of... cleans Bernal in Tour Colombia? That's realistic. That's like that's, that's like not a real day. No, they're peaking for that. I'm gonna go with. Oh my god. Lutsenko podiums the Olympics. Wow, well, I said wins, but. Did you say wins? <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. Was that your hot take? Did I skip that completely? <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> fuck. Just say Fortunato, just say Fortunato wins in Lavinia. It's an easy layup. Last, he stagnated. He can believe. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm with cutting you off in ten seconds. Nikolas Vinokurov wins a a world tour race. That's a hot take. All right, that's the Astana Kazakhstan preview. They've got a lot of work to do. Let's see if they can do it in 2024. Jury is out on that. We think. Uh, until the next one. Ciao. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.